0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shine a Light On series. Today, we'll be shining a light on how to tell your story with Marie Ablasa. Welcome, Marie. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Yes, of course. Happy to have you here. And to start, do you mind just giving us a brief introduction to you are and please tell us a bit about Fairy Job Mother.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, so yes, a little bit about me. Yes, I'm Maria Plaza. I'm currently a talent acquisition specialist at Ubisoft. Uh, prior to Ubisoft, I worked um, in the entertainment industry. I worked at Lucasfilm, which is part of the Walt Disney Company. Um, and I've always been in recruiting. That's always been um, my career track um, ever since I graduated from college. And about the Fairy Job Mother, um, it's really just my my passion of being a recruiter and just really my, my personality. Anyone who knows me personally knows I'm super bubbly and... Um, I'm a huge Disney fan. You know, people always say like, whenever I'm around, it's like I'm sprinkling fairy dust all all over the place. But really, it's just my my optimism and my personality. And so I kind of combine that with my passion of being um, a recruiter. Um, I always wanted to be a recruiter, and so I really love the space. And so I kind of combined this this persona together, and now um, call myself a fairy job mother, where it's really like I just have a lot of optimism and love and passion for being a recruiter and just getting people um, to being in their dream companies and their dream jobs. Yes, I
0: love that. Thank you for sharing. And I love that we're chatting about this topic today. Of course, I think this is so, so important. And honestly, I'm sure you agree. That's why you're here. I think our stories are the most unique thing about us. They keep us original, they keep us different from others. And no matter how many similarities we have with someone. So from your perspective, what is so important about knowing how to tell your story?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you really um, just started it off like stories is how we communicate. You know, it really is how we connect with people. It's how we relay our experiences. It's it's a way to entertain and intrigue and, you know, have people really understand who we are. You know, it is personal Um And we're able to really just, um, you know, tell people what we've been through, what we're about, what our values are, what's important to us, what makes us tick, what makes us angry, what makes us cry and things like that. And so it really is just a powerful connector. Um, But my favorite thing about storytelling, too, is stories can teach things. Stories can change people. And that's the stuff that, you know, for me, like why I feel like storytelling is just so important, because sometimes you just feel like you're just on an adventure, right? Like if you think about your favorite stories, you think about the hero of of your favorite movie and like how that whole storyline goes. But at the end of the story, there's like a moral, right? Like there's something that's being taught. There's something that changes in you. And you're like, wow, I never seen or would think of that perspective. And so really, like, that's what I feel like is really important about storytelling is that it's not just a way to entertain and connect, but you can entertain, connect, but also reach people in a way that you can teach them and and really change, change their lives. Yes, great answer. Thank you for that. And I do think that um,
0: more companies too are, are starting to realize the power in storytelling when they Absolutely. try to tell people about like their products too, not even like a human level, but a business level too.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There are so many stories that are being told. I mean, think about your favorite brand, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, it's like Disney. I mean, of course, they're like huge with storytelling, but even when it comes to like particular products, you know, like that company or organization is putting out a story. And so that's why you as a consumer, want to engage with it right like whatever your Mm -hmm. favorite product is apple or whatever you know you think about and you're like why am i really engaging and it's because they've put out some type of story that's captured you um and they've brought you along with them like you're now kind of like a character in this whole like story world but really you're just part of a brand now so yeah interesting way to look at it so how do you relate
0: storytelling to networking? Because I think storytelling is a much nicer way to say that. Like <laughs> It sounds so much more appealing and networking kind of has a, a scary connotation to it. So are they the same? Are they different? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think definitely use storytelling when you're networking. I think when people think networking, yeah, my the first thing that comes to mind for me sometimes is like, your your elevator pitch right like you're just meeting someone you've got a minute to like let them know like who you are and that piece is intimidating but not only that i've been in recruitment for seven years and elevator pitches sometimes just feel so robotic like i don't feel like i'm really connecting and that's just my honest you know experience like sometimes i just don't connect with people when they're giving me their elevator pitch and so how i connect storytelling to networking is Really, your your story is just an elevated elevator pitch in the sense of that it really is just your more of your authentic voice because really when you're thinking about your elevator pitch, you feel so siloed. Like, I need to tell them who I am. This is what I do. This is what I want. And then kind of end and it's a little bit awkward because you're not really sure how that person will respond. But again, thinking about storytelling as a connector That's what networking is about. So, really, when you're networking, I would much rather hear your story like who you are, where you've come from. What are some things in your life that have gotten you here at this very moment? You know, what are goals that you are chasing? You know, what's making you tick? Um, What are you being intentional about in your life or your career? And when you think about those things, that's when really the authentic person starts coming out because you start getting excited, right? Like if I were to ask you, tell me what your favorite thing is in the world, you would probably just go, oh my God, I can tell you all about X, Y, and Z and go on and on and on. That's how storytelling should feel. It should feel exciting to you. It should feel like you can just continue forever on it, like you're really excited. Um, And so when you're networking with people, you know, I feel like that's a connector. Like I want to see people and know what makes them tick. Like when I talk to someone and they go on and off about what they're passionate about, and it's in their eyes, it's in their voice, it's in their body language, they just can't help but just spew things out. Like that's the real person. Like that's who I'm really meeting, not the elevator pitch person. You know what I mean? Um, so really, when it comes to that networking piece, um, yeah, I stray away from really that the the elevator pitch. And I really just want to know, like, who really are you? You know, what are those things that you're going through right now? You know, your highs and lows, your wins and losses that have gotten you here today and have created the person that's standing right in front of me.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I love all these points. Thank you for that. And I definitely agree that you can't fake authenticity. There's no template for authenticity in terms of you say this first, and then this next, and then that next. That's just, it's not how it works. And I agree with you that if you're passionate about a story you're telling, ideally you would be if you're talking about your own interests or experiences, then it should come off authentically and not Not like a robot, and I've I've been there before. (laughs) I know what you mean. Um, I've seen it, and I think I have attempted to be that robot before too. And it's just it's just not worth it in the end. So totally, yeah. I I feel like the best
1: way that I've heard about what does it really mean to be authentic is think about your favorite pair of jeans, your favorite shirt, and how you just slip it on, and you feel it doesn't matter what what you're doing that day. You can go to Walmart in that outfit and feel amazing. That's what authenticity feels like, that no no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what you're saying, it's you and no one can change your mind about it. You know, no one can tell you that you look bad in those jeans or like, I don't care. That's me. That's what I want to wear today. And I feel good. That's what authenticity feels like. And that's what your story mm-hmm. should feel like, that you can put it on like a shirt and feel like that's me 100%.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that metaphor. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> in in what sort of scenarios do you find yourself telling your story most often or from your experiences, when might students do the same?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, because I'm a recruiter, you know, I um I really am able to tell like really my career path. You know, that's just in the recruiting space. Like I'm always talking about like how did I get to where I am now? And um, you know, what are those experiences in my life? And those turning points in my life that got me to be a recruiter. You know, people ask me like, why do you want to be a recruiter? Or why are you so passionate about this space? You know, what about it makes you tick? And that's really where I feel like I'm sharing my story. But the thing about stories um, that sometimes I feel um, people get confused about is that they think there's only one story you need to tell all over or, or Over time and time and again, but really you're made up of stories, you know, like your, your sources of your stories can come from anywhere. So for me, a lot of my stories come from just like my professional career, you know, what I like, what's, what's important to me as a recruiter. Um, what are some significant events that have shaped my career? Um, but when you think about students, you know, whether you have a professional career or not, there's other places that your stories can come from, you know, the people around you who are your mentors who are your professors who are your friends that are lifting you up or lifting you down you know um, in terms of your career Um, what are significant occurrences that affected you you know as a kid where you live you're as an adult now you know what are those life-changing moments Um, your values you know like what is it that you are living by what actions do you do that you feel proud of and what are actions that you do that make you feel guilty you know like everything that you uh do day to day you know are based on the decisions you make based on your values um and so really there's stories that come from different places and so as a student um you could be telling your story really anywhere you know you're telling stories with your friends or telling stories with your professors when you get to those interviews, right? Like that's really where storytelling can really make an impact because again, going back to that whole like robotic thing, like that's your chance to really shine and show these employers who you really are. Why do you want this internship or this role or whatever it is that you're applying into? but there's so many moments that you can, um, you know, exercise storytelling and really it just happens on the fly, right? You're just hanging out with friends and you're talking about something you saw on, on TV or something you saw in person, like that's already active storytelling. Um, but, but real true storytelling does come when you start kind of like thinking about it, diluting it, distilling it, and then putting a structure behind it. So really anytime, um, you know, is, the, a, a good time to to be storytelling. And you'll find those moments, you know, as you just kind of journey through your life anyways. Yes, I definitely agree.
0: I think most dialogue could be storytelling. Yes. Um, it might be informal, but I do agree with you in that if you sort of like intrigue people, you pull them in, you entice them to want to know more, then like you're doing
1: something right. <laughs> you're telling the story well, whether it's an interview or a conversation with a friend. Exactly, exactly. And good storytelling too is when something like calls to action, right? Like or when yes. like have you ever like been in a position where you're talking with your friends and then all of a sudden you ask an action question at the end and they're like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's do it." <laughs> I mean, even like when you and I met and you're like, "Hey, you know, do you want to do this podcast?" like yeah, let's do it. You know, like right. that's kind of like the start of the storytelling too. But when there's actions involved as well, um, you know, that, that really starts becoming like as an important part of like the whole storytelling structure too, because now not only have you intrigued them, you've kind of gotten them in your bubble. They're really interested in, in your story and what you're doing. And then when there's that call to action later, um, that's really what sticks with people.
0: Definitely agree. Definitely agree. I think this goes back to why businesses use storytelling because they, they pull your heartstrings, they get you excited about something, they entice you, and then there's that call to action. And at that point, if it's a good story, then you're like, why wouldn't I buy this product right now? So, yes. Cool. No, thank you so much for sharing. And I am curious, especially in this this day and age, how might we tell our story through a digital presen- uh, a digital presence and personal branding?
1: Definitely. I mean, we're just in a digital world now, right? Like that's really where all of our stories are going. And that's also how we're interacting. And I don't know if it's just because of COVID that we're now, you know, even more so, um, you know, saturated in the digital space because we already can't be together. Um, But I think that's just kind of the trajectory anyways of just how our lives are going. Like, you know, everything is turning digital now. Um, but I think it's a really great platform, um, to tell our stories and not just, um, to tell our stories, but to reach people. You know, I think being in the digital space now, you know, you're not just confined to networking with people who are in a room with you, right? Cause that could be limiting in a sense if there's only like 10 people there. Now, you know, you're sharing stories on different platforms, on different social medias and reaching people. And again, those stories that you're telling, um you don't know and i mean hopefully you will know but sometimes you don't know like the impact it's having right like i can post something on my twitter and you know tomorrow it could be trending and be like what the heck happened but you know the story that i'm telling even in just a few words has you know hit a nerve or you know has gotten support from a lot of people um you know from everywhere and so i think it's a really great place to reach people and especially if you do have a specific story that you are trying to tell, you know, when it comes to being um, intentional about it. Um, yeah. I think just being on, on these platforms and being in the digital space is just a great way for reach. Um, and then in terms of personal branding, I mean, I just go, you know, I do that or I would combine that whole answer um, to personal branding. Cause again, your story is your personal, is your personal brand. There are things that, you know, that you want to be intentional about, there's a reason why you're telling your stories, right? Like there's something that you want to teach or change or get people to understand or get people to have an action to. Um, And so, you know, when you combine that with that reach, with your intention, and like really thinking about the goals of what your story is going to mean to people, you know, I think just all-encompassing, you know, being in this digital presence um, really is just like such a great way to to get that story out.
0: I would love to dive into the meaty part of this conversation with you to hear your thoughts on what are some steps that people should consider while crafting their story. And I know earlier we emphasized maybe don't pull out a template because you don't want to sound super robotic, but there must be some steps to at least start considering.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say. I mean just taking time to really know who you are, you know, and again, I, I go about I start from my story sources is what I call it. So, you know, significant events that have shaped you as a person, whatever that is, you know, in your whole lifetime, is it something when you were a kid? Is it something now as an adult, there's always significant events, big or small, um, that we all go through that makes us, you know, pivot in life you know what I mean? Like it could be, you know, getting married, it could be, um, you know, breaking up with a boyfriend <laughs> or, or anything like it could be something um, big or small, but really those significant events, like I always like to start there, because I know any event that happens in my life, I know that I end up pivoting, you know, for good or bad, whatever it is. So really thinking about those story sources um, is a good place. Um, And story sources, again, can mean significant events. It can mean the people that are in your lives, you know, your your family, your friends, mentors, teachers, uh, professors, um, people that you're just surrounded by, people who support you on a day to day. You know, those are people that, you know, affect your life and stories can come from there again, your values, you know, I'm going to go back to that, like whatever you're valuing now as a person, that's a great place to, you know, to really figure out like who you are. And again, that goes back to being really authentic at the end of the day, because whatever it is you're valuing, um, whatever you're upholding for yourself, you know, that is truly who you are. um, And, you know, can build off of your story. And then yeah, and just really, you know, taking, uh, taking a moment to just know who you are. What is it that you like? What do you what is it that you don't like? What have you tried that you're like, I want to continue pursuing that? Or what have you tried? And you're like, I'd never want to do that again. Um, what are things that make you happy? And are, are you passionate about? Um, you know, those really are like the story sources that you can pull from. So that's really um, the place to to really begin. And then from there, it's just figuring out um why you're telling your story? You know, like what? First off, what story do you want to tell, and then figuring out why do you even want to tell it? You know, what do you hope? What do you hope to get out of it? But at the same time, what do you hope the person or the audience will walk away with? You know, like and that comes down to being authentic and intentional, right? Like you're not just spewing out a story just because. But are you trying to tell a story? To entertain? Are you telling a story to teach? Are you telling a story to change something? Um, so you know, really breaking that down. What is your main point? Um, and then from there, just a sequence of events, you know. I, I just go back down to like the the whole foundation of a of a story is like a story is a sequence of a, of events that progresses to an ending. Um, typically it's trying to achieve like maybe like a difficult goal and like the things you did to achieve it. And so um, really, it is just kind of structuring, um, structuring it that way. I really love
0: that the first part of your answer focused on self-awareness and knowing who you are, like, what is your mission statement? And what are your values? Because for me personally, when I have felt the most, I mean, I feel this way every other day, probably, but whenever I feel like what am, I, what am I doing? Who do I want to present to the world? Like what story do I want to tell to others essentially about who I am or even to myself? Like who am I to me? Uh, whenever I question these things, it's because I feel out of tune with my mission statement and my values and what's important to me. And I think I, and I will pull in many like Gen Z millennial folks. Like I think a lot of folks get tied up in what looks good. Like what job roles or companies are trending? Um, what is everyone up to? And if I'm not doing that thing, am I doing something wrong? And I think we get tied up in that. We maybe like lose sight of what's important to us deep down. And then that, like you're saying, it, it snowballs. And by the time you tell your story, it's inauthentic and we can all tell, <laughs> which is a harsh thing to hear. But yes,
1: I love this answer. It's so important to to. Yeah. Like love your story. Right. And I really mean that like, again, that's how authenticity feels is like you put on that story and no one can take it from you. And, you know, and, and I get it sometimes. Yeah. You want to be the story, right? Like you want to have the story that you can tell over and over again. It never changes. You get the same reaction, you know, each time. And, and I get that because it feels comfortable but the pl- the part of storytelling and why it's such a effective way for us to communicate is because it changes. You know what I mean? I may talk to you tomorrow and say my whole life just changed, you know, and something happened tonight that flips everything over on its head. You know what I mean? And so like that's something that again, like you said, yeah, being in tune and like knowing how your story progresses And and even though we are talking about storytelling and like having a story when you network or when you meet someone, um, a good thing to think about is like it doesn't have to feel like it ends. You know what I mean? Like you can still have an ending in a sense, but you can always, you know, reach out and, you know, feel like, okay, this is not the end of my story. And there's so much more that can like build off of it.
0: I definitely agree that telling the same story over and over again. is maybe a sign that it's time for for a change and some growth, and a change in story is is healthy. Yes, is healthy. All right, Emery. Any last words of wisdom for anyone trying to craft their story?
1: I I, I love how we're on this whole authenticity thing because I think we really hit the nail on the head for it because I know that the the word authenticity nowadays gets tossed around a lot. But no one really understands like what that actually means. Like it's almost like saying go and network and no one gives you like, you know, the how to of it. So I feel like that's one thing that I would say is just, yeah, like practice authenticity, practice being comfortable with who you are and not letting companies or other people define your story. Again, I know that we want to have the story. We always want to craft the perfect story. We want it to be ready at all times. Um, But it's okay. You know, it's okay to to move things around, switch things around um, as you go through your life and as you go through your journey, you know, really picking out what's important to you in your storytelling um, and giving yourself time to be okay with it, you know, is super important. And then going off of that, you know, pick a pick storytelling in a way where it's comfortable for you, you know, what, because again, that again, goes back to authenticity, but it really goes back to just, are you happy with that story? You know, are you happy to tell that story without feeling uncomfortable without feeling judged, things like that? You know, I, I think sometimes people may Think that Oh, I need to pick the most dramatic part of my life in order to start my story. But it's like, if you're not comfortable with that, don't do it. You know, don't pick it like I, you know, I, I know I've had some traumatic things in my life that define who I am, but I pick and choose when I will tell that because depends on who I'm with, you know, it depends on the setting. And so again, like, you know, really thinking about what you're comfortable sharing um, is super important. So you know, if you want to build out your story, and you're not ready to add some details to it, and you want to take it out or whatever, that's totally okay. You know, no one's forcing you to, to tell the things that you don't want to tell, you know, even if it did impact your life, like you can still keep things, you know, behind the scenes, and you can share whatever you want. I would say definitely being confident, you know, always helps when you're storytelling. But that's the thing, like when you're already telling your story and you're happy with your story and you love your own story, that will naturally come out again, like I can, um, you know, I've had many times where like I just I know someone's, you know, a big video game fan, right? I work for a gaming company and I just ask the question, tell me about your favorite video game. And they just light up in the room and they just start talking (laughs) and they're like super excited. Like that's that's what that's about. You know, that's that confidence that comes in. And the last thing. You know, it's something that you told me, Mariah, when we first talked, um, when we were talking about our blogs and whatnot, I was telling you how, you know, I'm not really sure how I feel about sharing my blog. Like I'm a little scared about doing that. Like, I don't know how the content's going to fly. I'm worried about kind of the external factors of like when this blog goes out. And you messaged me on LinkedIn and you said, the only thing that matters is that at the end of the day, I'm the one that loves my content and that has stuck with me since our conversation and i think that really like is my my probably my last tip for building out your story is whatever your content is like you should be the only one who's happy about it and not worry about you know how other people can take it and of course you know people will react the way they want to react um but Knowing at the end of the day that I told a story that is personal to me, that's something that I'm passionate about, something that I know I hold dear, and no one can change that and change my mind about it. That's super powerful. And so I think you know, just coming off of what you told me, like I would say, like the same thing to anyone who's trying to craft their story is like when it comes down to that content, whatever it is, um, make sure that you're the only one who's who's happy about it.
0: Awesome. Oh, I'm very flattered, first of all. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, I'm glad that stuck with you. And thank you for that answer. Super, super helpful thoughts, food for thought for people to think about after they listen to this episode.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, Marie. It was great chatting with you as always. Thank you so much. It was awesome to chat about this. And yes, hopefully, you know, you're all ready to, to share your stories soon in the future.
0: Yes, I think everyone will be after listening to this episode for sure. <laughs> to anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always at Opal, we shine brighter together and we'll see you next time.